I hope you were able to celebrate my birthday with me last week as we talked about the 50 lessons that I have learned about homeschooling over the last 10 years of homeschooling. And this week we're gonna do part two and I can't wait to hear about what was your favorite, what was most exciting, and which lessons have you learned that I did not put on the list. So can't wait to hear what you think about it and let's dive in. Hey homeschool mom, are you feeling a little stressed out? Are you tired? Are you downright exhausted from trying to do all the things? Are you feeling overwhelmed by everything you think you should be doing? Or are you afraid that you're just not doing enough? Well, I want you to know two things. Number one, you are not alone. Trust me, we all have these feelings. And number two, you're in the right place. I'm Inga Masik, and this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. Here, we'll talk about the fears and the emotions that we usually keep to ourselves. And you're going to get some practical strategies to reduce your stress and to make your journey a little easier so you can walk in the freedom and the joy of homeschooling. So whether you need a moment to laugh, a moment to cry, a moment to yourself, or something in between, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. Ready? Set? breathe. Number 29 is one of the things that I think has been challenging to navigate sometimes because we are the teaching parent. But what I've learned is always, always, always parent first, teacher second. Your relationship is now because you are the teaching parent is going to be multifaceted and it's going to have several different parts to it and you're going to feel sometimes like you have to put your foot down but you don't know how or you don't know should or should you push and I always say we want to definitely choose relationship over rigor and remember that yes you're taking on the role as the teacher but you're the parent first so you can always pull into that role and I think it's a beautiful thing actually to be able to do that because when your child starts to feel like you know that they can't do whatever the thing is that you're teaching them as the parent you get in you get to jump in and nourish them and love them and to make sure that they understand that you're there to walk that journey with them and even though it can be challenging to be the teacher in that situation where you're teaching them it is so wonderful to know that they've learned something and know that you taught it that you were there and you saw that number 30 is that work is done when learning is done (laughs) not when the textbook ends not when the curriculum says that's the last lesson that's been a beautiful thing for me to embrace because I recognize then that the curriculum is the tool that we can continue to learn whenever we feel like we need to learn and that if we have started to do something within the curriculum we can explore further if we feel like there's more that we want to learn the the curriculum doesn't define where the learning ends and so if we feel like no that's not the path we're going we can go another we can go another way or we can go beyond and extend beyond that number 31 this is honestly where this whole idea for this podcast this work this coaching, this ministry that I believe that I, I'm, I, I want to do and I'm trying to do is because I believe that I've learned this and that I didn't believe that we were saying it enough, but that some days will be tough. I've learned perseverance in the midst of tough days. I've learned patience in the midst of tough days. 
And honestly, I've learned God's love for me and my children in the midst of tough days. And what I hope that I've been able to do is then show that to my children. To let them know that he comforts us. He comforts us during those days, during those hard times. To let us know that it is normal because we are living on this side of sin. And so it doesn't have to break us. It doesn't mean that we have to stop, but that we can actually say, all right, this was a tough day. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about why it was tough. Let's talk about if there's something we can do to help it for tomorrow. If not, then we just chalk it up to one of those tough days. Number 32, listen, have you ever gone to the store and bought all of the stuff during the back to school time and learned that the art supplies never last? It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how many pencils you get. It doesn't matter how many how much construction paper you get. It doesn't matter how many notebooks. Halfway through the middle of the year, you're like, what just happened? So what I've learned is you just need to stock up on everything. All the things that you're planning on using, stock up, have a whole bunch, have some more after that. And the things that you love to use will get used. And most importantly, the things that your children love to use. What I talk about when I just talked about that boredom piece know that you'll need to have a lot of stuff because the most of my paper and pencils and markers and crayons and glue gets used when my children are bored and so i have to embrace that and i have to stock up i have learned that if you've not learned that i'm telling you now stock up <laughs> um this one a friend told me about kind of it with another one but it was just beautiful having those moments to cuddle and so she said when i was having hard days especially when i was um struggling the most with my fibromyalgia and the pain the 24 7 pain and just all of the guilt she said you know cuddle up you can just cuddle up and read a story and when I couldn't read you know what we used movies because number 33 movies are teaching tools too if you pick the right ones they can teach a lot but also they can inspire they can give you some real jump off conversation topics I mean they're just I am actually a, a movie fanatic. I love movies, but being able to have them as a part of our homeschool and learning and it not necessarily having to be like an academic thing, or at least me thinking that it was going to be um, academic, but then being able to pull something out of that and say, oh, wow, we, we were just able to talk about that and being able to apply that. It counts. It can count too. And you can do a lot of extension activities with that. You can find... Um, a book if the if it's something that has a book related to it or if there was a topic within it that you can approach and go further perfect example that movie the animated movie ants they talk about a lot of different things about what the ants do an extension of that is actually then learning about ants and and it is fascinating to look at all of the things that ants do and the difference between, I think that was the movie or there was another one, between carpenter ants and even just understanding what the, um, the queen does and just all of the different things about their work. And so we can talk about that with ants, with science, but then I was talk, talking about work ethic and then looking at scripture and talking about what the Bible says about that. So all of it can just play if you allow it to. Now listen, you don't have to, to feel like every single thing that you look at or you do is going to you have to use it for your homeschool but you can and i say that i know that to be true because my children and i but oh if i would have the remote i would pause it they're like mommy that's <laughs> why so i had to realize like okay Inga, let, let's just enjoy the movie <laughs> all right number 34 is that vacations are learning opportunities 
trust and believe travel teaches way in ways that books cannot i love that and we know that to be true because when my husband was working out of town and he would be gone three weeks at a time after a while we just said we're gonna start going with you and we would and I was just amazed because a lot of times I was looking for solely the academic things thinking that that's really where we would get the the bulk of our learning but it would happen in a park or you know any of the places I can't even really think of them but I just know that there was so much that we got to learn and as we were going through the different places we could learn about the history of that place counts <laughs> we could spend time looking at um, some science based on like whatever their their weather patterns were or their things there was just so many aspects that once I started to look I find so I know the Bible says seek and ye shall find so if you want to go on an extended vacation but you're feeling like I can't give up school for that amount of time know that yes you can take your school with you to do it but also you can learn there while you're there you can learn there's a lot that you teach you now not everybody is going to agree with number 36 and I never thought that I would be that person but I will say that essential oils may save the day <laughs> I wouldn't say that I was that person but as I've been around a lot more moms one of my friends um sells doTERRA another one sells um young living and as I started you know asking them about certain things I remember one time they because I one of the the side effects or the things with my fibromyalgia is in severe intense headaches and we were at co-op and it was one of those headaches where I just was like I cannot believe this is happening right now she just came in, asked if it was okay with me that she tried something, got some peppermint, put it on the, the side of my neck, um, rubbed it in, and I thought, okay, that feels good, but it's not going to help the headache. And it did bring it down. It did start to. And so I started to use it a lot more and then expanding my essential oils collection. And it has really been helpful throughout our school day. The different scents, I love smells. That's one of my big things. I just I'm addicted to it quite honestly and I love candles but a lot of times the candles were not giving as much as they needed to and so just to have that aromatherapy with the essential oils has been helpful and then I started to learn so much about it and um, I ended up getting the book of like the essential oils and going to that over and over again to look at different stuff and it really has helped so I know that's a weird one but it has helped especially when we're talking about relaxation catching your breath all of that Something about those scents, if you're not an essential oils person, maybe candles, something about the scents, those calming scents can help. Number 37, I don't know if you know this, but the dinner table debates, they count. Because you will, a lot of times, if you allow it, have some engaging discussions, and then they end up being some educational gold. You just are like, oh. <laughs> sometimes and my husband is always messing with me because that's just who he is he can tell my face when I'm like look at this he's like look at you your teacher heart is so happy right now I'm like I am <laughs> I'm so excited like that was good that was so good I have to refrain from like oh well let me read a book about this don't read the thing about this and just enjoy those conversations but they're good they're so good and what I love about them is having them that night having that debate having you know the thing that is interesting and then being able to link it the next day and coming back to and saying, oh, remember yesterday when we were talking about so-and-so? This is what this is in relation to. So it's gold. It's wonderful. Number 38, if you haven't learned this, you will. I had to learn it the hard way. And like I said, some of these I'm still learning and I have to remind myself of this one. We can't do everything. 
You cannot do everything and that is perfectly acceptable. First, we have to embrace that and then we got to get real comfortable saying, no, I can't. And this is the hardest part of you can't do everything. You're going to see as you homeschool through this journey, lots of amazing things. People are going to tell you about the amazing things that they're doing, the amazing curriculum that they have, the amazing program that the children are in, the whatever it is, and it's going to be really good, but it doesn't mean that it's for you. And so you, that's why I always say start with your foundation. So you always have something to put what they're saying through the lens of your foundation, of your why, of your what, of who you are, of who your children are, and say, that is great. That's amazing. It may be even excellent, but it may not be for your family. It may not be for your family at all, but it may not be for your family in this season. And so it's okay to say, I can't do that. Because what can stress us out a lot is when we're trying to do everything and it's not even all the things that are most important to us. And even on top of that, they could be that it's that it is something that would be absolutely great for us, but it's just not for us in this season. We just can't do it. We can't do everything. So we've we have to be able to say no to certain things and we have to look for the best yes. Number 39 is that love is the best lesson and it is the core of everything you teach. You take it back to love. It goes back to relationship over rigor, but you start with love and love is infused in every decision that you make so your child knows when I'm getting on you, it's because I love you, because I want the best for you. And if we can go back to that, when we're frustrated, when those things are hard, then it'll keep us centered. Number 40 document this journey because you will look back with awe at what you've done. I want to challenge you. If you've heard me talk about reflection and you have not done it and it feels overwhelming to do it every day, then don't do it every day. But get in the habit of when you are planning, reflect on the week before you plan for the next week. I was just, I went on a little um, business birthday retreat and was able to just spend some quiet contemplation. And so I was reading through some of my journal entries. That's what I do when I'm kind of having that time of reflection. And it was so interesting to see the journey and the path and some of the hurts and to see the growth. And that is some of the things that I I was reading because some of it was my personal mixed in with the homeschooling stuff. And I couldn't necessarily remember the the thing that I was reading about but it was wonderful that I had it there because I can share that with my kids like oh yes and and look what he did and this is how I was feeling and it's just document this journey document it as much as possible and not just with your journaling and your reflection with pictures document it with pictures and if you are not in a co-op that and even if you are let's just be honest because if you're in a co-op that does a, a yearbook they're going to have whatever is applicable applicable can't even speak today to their co-op you can create your own yearbook so get in the habit of create it can be a digital yearbook um it could be you can do something through i forgot the name of the 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 program but there's just several ways that you can document this and what's great is if you do it where you put it in a yearbook you can actually write about it you can have them write about it It could be a part of the assignment that you leave space in there that they write about that field trip or that experience or that thing what do they remember about it what does everybody remember about just think about that in 10 years from now when you look back and you can take that 
those yearbooks your family yearbooks or family homeschooling books back and look through the years and think about the fun things that they said think about what they thought about it it's it's so important so key to document so get in the habit of documenting number 41 is use real life math math is one of those things that can cause us the most stress in our homeschooling but we can use grocery shopping we can use meal planning we can use cooking we can use Christmas budgeting and shopping. We can use so many different things and all we have to do is search for it. Once you become a detective of learning, when you are looking for every opportunity for a learn for learning to take place, you will find it. And you don't have to use it, but if you're like, how can I use real life and make this a part of what we're doing it can be so helpful and what's great about that and the reason why i encourage that is when you're looking for where are you going to find the space in your day when you have multiple children this is how you do it so you you do cooking you look in that either you do it before you do the cooking activity to see all the things that you can include or after the cooking activity you say what were the things that we just did what did we learn what were the skills the concepts whatever and you write that down and that counts that counts as a part of the learning a part of the day number 42 your best is enough and don't let anybody tell you otherwise no matter what you see which is why we don't compare, but no matter what you see anybody else doing, if you are doing your best, that's enough. Five loaves, two fish. That's all you're required to do to bring. That's, that's, that, what was, that was what was there. That was all the food that was there. That's what they brought. You bring your best, your all, leave it at Jesus' feet. He will multiply. You don't have to worry about the multiplication on that one. And you don't have to worry about anybody else making you feel guilty about what you are or are not doing because you know that you're giving it your best. 43, I talked about this when I was talking about the movies, but this is a lesson that I learned that an uh, older homeschool mom that had been doing it, I want to say, 10 years before me, probably even more, she said, some days just cuddle. Because your emotional connection can be the best lesson those times when you're just cuddling when you let them mess up your whole entire living room friend and make a tent with all the blankets and the pillows and the stuffies and you just like ah. and you get in that tent with them and you cuddle up and you take a moment those conversations can be some of the richest times ever and those connections that you make during those times will help to further your homeschooling times and the learning times so do not despise those embrace them let them come number 44 we just got a pet this last actually we got him december so halfway in between the school year and we've learned that pets are part of the curriculum because they're teaching responsibility compassion and biology and i'm that nerdy mom back in the day when my oldest wanted a dog we did a whole series on pets and then when we realized we were getting this dog we did that again and we knew the breed of the dog that we were getting or that we got so we started learning about that and then we learned about how do you train them and so there are books that they got to read and all of that and it was real life learning but it was it counted it absolutely was necessary and it counted and that's what i'm talking about you make it all count number 45 is to nurture their faith while you nurture your own 
because it's a journey that you're taking together and faith has to be the core belief. If you are listening to this, then I'm hoping that you are a Christian because I talk about uh, my Christian belief and my Christian values. And so we know that that's key. If you are not a Christian and you listen to it and you keep on listening to it, I invite you to get to know the one who created you. And if that is something that you want to know more about, please reach out to me and I want to talk to you about it because when you have your homeschool built on a foundation of faith, there's so much more that you can do and you never have to do it alone. You will feel God's love and his comfort through this. So you're nurturing their faith. You're nurturing your own during that. Number 46 is to look at how we talked about incorporating their passions. We also want to talk about incorporating your passions. What are the things that you love to do? See how you can incorporate that as a part of school. When I look at that, I have a friend um, um, that I was that I coached and one of her things is cooking. I'm like infuse cooking as much as possible daily if you can. Look at how you can do that because she says she likes to try new recipes and spices and all of that. So you can talk about culture and history there. You can talk about science there. You can talk about math and measurement. There's so many aspects of that you can teach. And because you are passionate about that topic, it won't be a stretch for you to pull some other things in and your children are going to go on that journey with you because you're excited. One of my passions is reading. So I'm always talking about books and all of the different things that... I've read about that I want them to read about and if we're talking about something I talk about a book and so they know not all of my children love reading but because I love reading that subject I can find so many other things to infuse I love movies so we we use movies a lot and so it's easier for me to infuse that into our learning because that's the thing that I'm passionate about and that I'm creative about and if you can't think about what you're passionate or you're creative about think about what you do well what you did before you started homeschooling. So if it was that you do, you know, even accounting, you can start with that and you can teach them money. You can you can make up mock budgets. There's so many ways that you can infuse what you love, but start there. And I'm talking about, you know, we talked about accounting, we talked about reading and that, but it could really be anything. It could be knitting. If you love knitting, teach them how to knit. Talk about why you love knitting. Talk about knitting stories. Talk about, you know, what, why you got into it. But start there. Let that be the thing that pulls you together because whatever you're passionate about, more than likely, it'll be something that you love talking about and that excitement will be there for them. And you could talk to them about the learning process as you got better with that. These last three are key, important, probably the most important, but I feel like all of them are important. But number 47 is and so I said last three see I can't even count we talked about math right <laughs> last four yeah we're on 47 it's okay to ask for help it is okay to ask for help and that means from your spouse from your friend and this is probably the hardest one or from a professional because if we get into the mindset that we should be able to do this all ourselves and we see other people who are doing it by themselves and we shouldn't have to ask for help, we cripple ourselves and we don't get ourselves the help that we need and we don't get our children the help that they need. So do not be afraid to ask for any help that you need. Find a professional, a tutor, whatever it is, even if it's some sort of therapy. Ask for that help, search for that help, 
you showing up holistically is just as important as any other aspect of this homeschool journey. Number 48, find the joy. Be a seeker of the joy in the journey. We're looking for the pleasure in the process. And we're not just focusing on the outcomes. If we only focus on the outcome of this and the goal that we're trying to reach, we're going to miss all of the beauty that happens as we are going on. This is Learning is one of those things that the process is just as important as the outcome because that's where we're going to build relationships. That's where we're going to get to know each other better. That's where all of the fun and the joy and the, the mess and all of that's going to happen on the journey. And so we want to embrace that and find the joy there. Number 49 is that everything is a phase. If you are having a challenging season, it's a phase. If you have some triumphs that you're just like, oh my gosh, it's a phase. If your child is into something that you're just like, what, what? Like Minecraft or something that you're like, this is, oh my goodness, he's so consumed with this, how are we gonna do this? It's a phase and it evolves. So they, like I said, my daughter still loves, um, slime but it actually has evolved into how she interacts with it more and what she's trying to do with it my oldest his his interests change all of the time so I've learned to just pause I want to always feed into it but when I've got excited about like he's into this and bought all the stuff and I'm like it's just sitting there so you just have to go with the ebb and the flow of it and recognize that it's it's a journey it's a phase that if you are feeling like you're struggling that you won't always feel that way and if you remember number 47 which is to ask for help when you need it you can get out of that phase much faster and then number 50 and actually I said there were so many and now I'm like do I want to do this 50 or that 50 I'm going to do this as number 50 and then I'll leave you with the bonus number 50 one thing that I have learned that is probably the most important thing that is when I allow God to use homeschooling he uses homeschooling to grow me to to draw me closer to him to increase my faith to cultivate a love and a joy for who he's made me and who he's made my children. I have learned that homeschooling is not just about my child. And if I only focus on that, I miss the complete and total beauty of that. There's so much that is happening in me and through me when I allow him to use homeschooling as a way to draw me closer to him to draw me closer to his word, to allow me to see just the gospel in even homeschooling, in the learning process, in the the trials and the ups and downs. It is a beautiful thing. And I pray that you will allow that to happen. And the bonus, I've learned that even when I don't think that I'm doing anything worthy, purposeful, great, and great is not even, you know, when we think about great, it's like, oh, I'm moving mountains or whatever. But when I think it's insignificant, when I think that it's, when I think that I'm failing, when I think that I mess up and, and I have that as well, you're, if you feel that way, no, you're not alone. I'm, I have this podcast and for the longest, I didn't want to do it because I thought, well, I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying that I have overcome all these feelings and I never feel them anymore. Not true. I know what it feels like to feel like that day was a complete and total failure. But when I step back and give myself the grace that God gives me and I have reflected, I can see that I'm doing a good thing.
and I want to remind you that you are doing a good job. You're doing so much more than you think you are. And it's important that we remind ourselves of that often. I pray that you will do that. I pray that as you look at the lessons that you are learning, as you are homeschooling, that you will not despise any of the small things. That you will give God the glory for all that he's doing in you and through you as you homeschool your kids. And I cannot wait for you to be able to have your list. And if you have been homeschooling one year, write down what you've learned this year. If you've been homeschooling a few months, write down what you've learned so far. Because you'll surprise yourself. You really will. I hope this was helpful. I hope this blesses you. And I cannot wait to talk to you again. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> well, <laughs> that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.